Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belgar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 175, meet Severin Peterson, winner of the 2018 Chilliwack Trainers Challenge, recorded on November 25th, 2018. Brought to you in part by Pondside Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous Patreon donations at patreon.com slash equinepodcast. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include... A quick little catch-up. And an interview with the winner of the 2018 Chilliwack Main Event Expo, Severin Peterson. Hey, Diana. <laughs> I I know it's been only a day short of a week since we last talked. Is there anything new that's uh, been happening in your life? Well, I keep thinking of the Simon and Garfunkel tune, "Slip Sliding Away." <laughs> how I I I don't even think I have to ask how come because I know what the conditions are like out there. But tell me more. You know, it's not bad driving, but you're taking your life in your hands every time you walk across the street or yep. across the yard. Yeah, it's just so icy right now. It is really and, bad. You know, I got to tell you, I'm the queen of falling. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally when I fall. People say to me, did you just fall? Yeah, because you get back Because up so I'm down fast. and up so fast. And, and I've been known to like do front somersaults and come up and side somersaults and come up. And yep. I just but roll not, and not on ice. Only oh, if you trip, I bet, right? Yeah. Ice isn't a, a game changer. <laughs> I know. And you know, I have never had such a rough win. Three times I've fallen in the last 10 days. Oh, that, you know, you know, that doesn't surprise me. You know, because you're always in a hurry and you're always on the go, go, go. I'm being careful. But you <laughs> I know, know, I suppose when I am falling, it's, it is when I'm in a hurry. Yeah. And it's so easy to forget. It's you know? easy to forget because you just do the things at the same yeah. speed and mm-hmm. boom. So tonight I went out and bought myself about 30 pounds worth of salt and sand and Good I'm going you. over my whole place, I tell you. Good but it's you. not, I mean, it's not just at home that I've fallen. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so we all have to be really careful out there right now. Yep, yep. Yeah. In in our <laughs> neck of the woods, that's for uh-huh. sure. Well, um, hmm, anything else? <laughs> well, it's that time of the year again, you know. Yeah. So, which, uh, which we... time? <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yes, for some of us, yeah. For some of us, we yeah. celebrate Christmas, and it's all kinds of wonderful celebrations. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes, there's all kinds of wonderful celebrations yeah. coming up. This I, I miss, one is I called... miss all the ones that yeah. happen around here for some reason. Well, I don't know. I don't know. This one's called Christmas in the Country. Right. I miss it every and year. And you are going to miss it. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And my animals my donkey my sheep yeah you know fergie and her daughter they're going to be over at the live nativity scene fergie and her daughter are the sheep okay mm-hmm. and, and charlie the donkey oh, charlie the donkey yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll be over um, making kids happy at the live nativity scene where they will get to pet and play with them oh so. great mm-hmm. so is that at our draw center where no that's monistic that's right here oh in, you're yeah, kidding the monistic community church yeah they borrow oh. my animals every year and, cool and they make one of their horses is into a into a camel it's quite comical <laughs> i'd like to see that uh, yeah uh, anyway, so so uh christmas in the heartland 
they actually have a bus that goes around all through. Am I right? Yeah, but they're doing, yeah, they also do it Christmas in the country. Okay. They take people on yeah, buses oh, and take them Christmas, through to all the different Christmas venues. In the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's ven- venues all over the county. And yeah. this county is quite large. Mm-hmm. So they have places where they have, like, sometimes ice sculptures, don't they? Oh, and, yeah. They have ice sculptures and sleigh rides. Bake and sales. Craft and, sales and mm-hmm. bake sales and yeah. Santa Claus. And, yeah, it's lots of fun. <laughs> I keep saying one of these years I'm going to make it. <laughs> oh, that's oh. no, lots of fun. Well, and, hey, is it? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, that's okay. Well, I was going to say, is there any uh, good news about the community center? Because I know you're quite involved with what's Mm -hmm. happening there. Yeah, so um, I think we mentioned on the last episode that we had Mm. an explosion. We did. That was deliberately set. Yes. Anyway, I have been researching and found out that there are three different types of soot. Oh. We knew. You've been researching because... Soot, because I'm the point person for the recovery of our materials our collections for the library for the library mm-hmm. okay so there are three types of soot mm-hmm. one type of soot when it lands it stains everything it touches really mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is it stains it because right? i guess it's fresh and dark i don't know, I don't know. yeah um, the other type of soot is like a tar oh so i didn't you can imagine I didn't know like that. a sticky thing oh, it usually happens yuck. i think when there's a really slow burn and yeah. a lot of humidity anyway that would be pretty ugly yeah. we're lucky mm-hmm. the soot we have is number one not toxic yeah and they've done run all the tests and number yes. two it, you can vacuum it off or dust it off so we're very hopeful that a lot of the collection can be saved mm-hmm. um not newspapers and magazines and we'll see about paperbacks but mm. a lot of the collection will be salvageable so well, that's mm-hmm. good so so who's like i mean all of the artwork who and, does and most this of kind our furniture of, who is, does this kind of st- i mean oh, yeah, disaster yeah, disaster yeah, recovery yeah, type yeah, yeah they have uh, specialized yeah mm-hmm. yeah specialized people that come in and have done it before they have they done it for libraries before yeah, they have oh wow they have. Mm-hmm. so cow. yeah so it's it's very interesting but but uh, I think we're lucky. I think the damage was fairly light. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to take time. Yes. <clears throat> so Everything takes time. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a while before things are back up and running again. But all the main things, like the the all the beautiful artwork and mm-hmm. and all of that, and the furnishings are, are, for the most part, I think, going to be okay because of the types of furniture that we have. Oh, thank heavens. So, yeah. So it's it's awesome. It's it's. <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah no i mean you have to look on the no positive. it's not awesome but you it have is to look positive. on the bright side yeah. 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 yeah well i mean all i could think of was the beautiful um colored glass work that you guys have mm. there and i thought oh i hope nothing happens to that cause no it'll be fine it's pretty it'll amazing be off yeah cool well i'm glad that uh, there's an upside you know oh, like yeah. it's it's things are looking up Anyway, well, and as we have said in past episodes, we're always interested in what our listeners are up to. That's right. Yeah. Do you have special events where your animals get to be the star attraction? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, how what spectacular falls have you had? <laughs> oh, when I say falls. I'm the queen of falls, yeah. I, I have to tell a quick story. Okay, sure. So funny. I thought it was funny. Other yeah. people didn't. I went to run down and water a particular horse that I'd forgotten to water one morning right before work. And it was in the spring. Oh, so and you so, were dressed in your work clothes. Yeah, I was dressed you? in you my work cheating. clothes. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, <laughs> all I was going to do was run this bucket of water over. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, 
coming back, of course, I didn't have a heavy bucket. Well, tell tell us about. I mean, like, well, it was spring, so it's it muddy. was spring, so it yeah. was muddy. So what did yeah. you do to counter so, the mud? Did you? Well, I, I had planks oh, set out, all right, so that okay. I could, you know, little bridges that I could get across the well, puddles. That makes with. sense. But yeah. they get slippery <laughs> they, when it's they do. Wet but and that muddy. wasn't the problem. Okay. <laughs> the problem was that I turned mm-hmm. to run back. And, of course, then I didn't have the bucket anymore, so I wasn't laden, so I could, you know, sprint back, I thought. Sprint. (laughs) (laughs) So I turned and at speed went to go, but I had put my toe under one of the planks, not on the plank. And the next step, of course, stopped the other foot from moving. Because you put it on the plank. Because it was under the plank. (laughs) And I went down like a ton of bricks, flat out, in the muck. Right. And when I got up, I was oh. killing myself laughing because I couldn't see a thing. No. Luckily, I wear glasses. <laughs> so I was able to take my glasses off. And, and that was the only clean part of my body. So Where's the whole, eyes? yeah, the whole front of my, my body, right to like my ears, like halfway, <laughs> was actually just filled was just black it was just just <laughs> black and i was killing myself laughing we have we up. have some good quality clay mud oh, in our yeah. area well i tell you i i you know if i could have had a picture yeah if i could have had a video yeah but it was funny yeah, yeah. it was almost as good as the time i was cleaning out the tub and I threw a bunch of spick and span in the tub because that's great for cleaning tubs, oh, yeah, giving yeah. it a mm-hmm. scrub after, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I leaned over to scrub the tub, and the next thing I knew, I was upside down in the spick and span. <laughs> I had spick and span everywhere. So, yeah, I'm the queen of falls. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anyway. wasn't there some sort of a saying about the hurry, the hurrieder you go, the <laughs> behinder you get? The behinder you yeah. catch. <laughs> or yeah. uh, haste makes waste. Something well, like if that. I don't have mud and I don't have spick and span and I I don't have ice and get hurt <laughs> you can i'm go really, really good fast. at falling yeah. oh good at falling oh, yeah. oh I, yeah, yeah i see because you get up quickly yeah, yeah. but anyway oh, okay well. moving on <laughs> i wonder what our listeners have been up to yes yeah. have you had any wonderful falls mm-hmm. that you can tell us about you know i bet you there's been a lot of spectacular falls from horses oh right? no that people live to tell about mm, i don't even know if i want to share those because we want everybody <laughs> to know that horses are safe you just have to ride them the right way yeah but there's some um, pretty funny ones yeah i mean i remember a time that one of my one of my students came off her horse when it tripped at a canter mm-hmm. and she went flying through the air mm-hmm. and landed on the fence oh. and, and stu- stuck there like a little you know like a little i don't know what are the barnacle just boom on the fence right right and she was somewhat shocked and of course i said to her oh my goodness that was amazing <laughs> clapping my hands at you. i can't believe you did that quick you go run in the house and tell your mother what an awesome thing you just did and so she went running into her mother and she said mom mom you'll never guess what i did i came off pumpkin at a canter and i flew across the ring and i landed on the fence <laughs> and her mother said did you hurt yourself and she said no no see i've just got these scrapes on my arms she had these scrapes all the way down her arms just these scrapes that's all 
And her mom said, wow, that's that's amazing. Oh, and she came back out and she started writing again and just right in. Wow. And afterwards, Anne said to me, only you, Diana. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do you get kids so excited about something like that? But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, falls can be awfully funny, too, without Well, you know what? They can yourself. be funny, you know. So <clears throat> when I was learning how to jump, of course, I did a stupid thing. But I, I got reamed out for it right away after. Uh-huh. So I went over the horse or sorry I went over the jump on this horse but I wound up on the other side of the horse because my saddle um, girth broke and I went way up in the air and I landed on the ground on the saddle and I looked around and went like, <laughs> oh, wow. And yeah, exactly. And boy, I got reamed oh, out right was away. Was that a fabric girth? It was. Yes. It was a fabric girth and I got no. reamed out, but I didn't know. Fat, well, there you go, people. Fabric yeah. girths are an absolute no-no. No, not when you're jumping. You need an elastic, uh, elasticized um, on one end. Yeah. Yeah, but it can't be fabric. No, no. Then it would be a leather girth. I've, I've yeah. seen fabric girths ripped too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So have so you had any interesting about, falls? Yeah, tell us about your, your fantastic falls, your yeah. somersaults. and Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to keep asking this question. Have you introduced somebody new to horses since the last episode? Mm-hmm. If so, please let us know. We would like to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, our newest listeners might be wondering how to be in touch with us. For now, the easiest way for people to be in touch is via the Facebook page. That might change, but not for a little bit. Right. And by the way, that's at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined. Just leave us a message and we should be able to reply. Well, Diana, time for our interview. (laughs) That came fast. It did come fast, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Severin Peterson is one of the first people I encountered when I arrived at the main event. And uh, that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And well, we we hadn't you hadn't met him before, had you? No, 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 no. We've never met uh, Severin before, so that was new. And um, if I have the opportunity to run into him again, I might not recognize him. <laughs> and why would that be? Well, I'll say more about that after the interview. Alrighty. And before sharing our interview with Severin Peterson, let's talk about some housekeeping stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. If you don't know about it, Equinely Inclined has a Patreon page. Our patron support through Patreon is the only way, other than personal funds, for us to keep this podcast alive. And we look forward to more patrons and coming up with more ways to keep things interesting for them. If you love to hear great interviews and horsey information, please help us to keep this podcast going. That's right. This podcast has a Patreon page, so our listeners can help us by supporting our creation of the podcast. Check it out at patreon.com slash equinepodcast, and you'll see there are posts there for paying patrons that our regular podcast listeners don't have access to. You bet! And past episodes no longer publicly available on the podcast feed are being made available via the Equinely Inclined Patreon page. And those past episodes are really great. They include equine information and amazing interviews with top athletes and other interesting players in the equine world. Yes, they are great. And if you search the page for episode, which I believe is actually a featured tag at the moment, you should see there are several past episode posts available for our supporting patrons. And it takes time to get those posts up. Oh, yes, it does. It's either time or money right now, and I have to make money other ways until we build up our patron support on Patreon. Of course, this takes me away from getting more special posts up for patrons. Ah, it's a vicious circle. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt, 
we need more patrons. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and look forward to each episode, please become a patron and support the creation of the podcast with a pledge. Once again, you can pledge at patreon.com slash equine podcast and we thank all our patrons so much for their support. Well, Diana, I'm really sorry you weren't able to meet Severin Peterson. It was really great listening to his interesting life to this point. Yeah, it's always nice to meet new trainers and mm-hmm. new people that's Mm -hmm. the best part of doing episodes on this podcast i know i know it is really awesome so as you can tell by the title of this episode severin won the trainer's challenge i'm sure i mentioned in recent episodes i had never had a chance to watch the finals i had to make a tough decision about what to see (laughs) and it wouldn't have been tough for me i know that's why i wish you would have been there it would have been so awesome it would have been a much better interview, but oh well. <laughs> I had to ask him about having a successful equine interest where he lives. I was sure it couldn't be easy. So listen for that part of the interview. Well, I'm here with Severin Peterson, and we're at the Main Event Expo in Chilliwack, and it's the 2018 version. Fifteen years they've been doing this. Yes, yeah. It's pretty awesome. And uh, I just wanted to uh, let our listeners know a little bit more about Severin, uh, how you got started with horses, and uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, as a, we've always had animals. Um, we grew up uh, in, in Black Creek on Vancouver Island. Oh, okay. And uh, we had a, a bit of a farm there. We had have some property and then uh, my parents uh, always bought and sold horses uh, we're into trail riding and at a young age we started uh, riding on the trails of course to start out with and then um, went from there doing gym canas mm-hmm. and then got uh, interested in, in roping in team roping so there were some um, people that roped on the island and some other clinicians that we brought in and learned how to rope but I think uh, Part of the reason why I am a horse trainer and a horseman is uh, my parents didn't have, say, the money to go purchase a, a, fi- a finished rope horse. Mm-hmm. So we had to learn how to train our trail riding Gymkhana horses to rope. And uh, so it took a little bit longer, but we along the way, we learned a lot about horses. Right. So uh, Western all the time, this is uh, how, how you started and what you're at now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess about when I was 13, 14 years old, there was um, a lady that lived at our place that did some summer camps for the kids and she did uh, jumping. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did uh, study with her and, and uh, she took us to some to some shows, some local shows and stuff. So, so we, you know, it, it's nice having. We always just enjoyed the animals, the horses, right. and and um, so I, I I feel it's just it, and for me now especially uh, my clientele and, and where I work, there's quite a different uh, genre. There's lots of different um, disciplines. Disciplines, exactly mm-hmm. of um, of horses. So it. It keeps things neat for me uh, in the way that sometimes I'm working with people in their dressage horses, jumping horses, and or roping or barrel yeah. horses, you know. Yeah, it's uh, all just good horsemanship. Horsemanship. And horsemen and relation, horse relationships. And, yeah. yeah. 
so that's that's essentially how I got started out um, with and then just developed into we did uh, move to Arkansas both my brother and I when we were uh, juniors in high school so 11th grade we had uh, competed high school rodeo in BC and had done quite well Um, and then we just kind of wanted to go where there was more competitors and the competition was a little bit tougher and um, we were in an exchange student program uh, and moved to to Arkansas and competed in, and graduated high school in Arkansas. Wow! When I was uh, yeah, when I was a senior in high school, um, there's a, an event called the Junior World Timed Event Championship, and it's over. You know, all the all the Canadian provinces and all all the states. There was over 800 competitors, and I won the whole thing. And in in the southern states, there's a lot of scouts, um, you know, in many sports, but there are scouts for rodeo as well. And so my brother and I were both approached because we worked uh, three different timed events, a calf roping, steer wrestling, and team roping. And we were approached by three different colleges. And uh, so both my brother and I went to a junior college in West Texas, Odessa, Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, rodeoed for the OC Wranglers. And... Um, uh, did intercollegiate rodeo for uh, two years. Wow, the horse, the places horses take us. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and then from there, um, I got married at a pretty young age. It didn't last very long, um, but came back home, uh, and I, I was a broken falling when I was pretty young, and then when I was high school rodeoing for BC, I was taking some correspondence courses where I could go, but I was still working at that point so when I came back to Canada after college um, and after I was wed um, I went back into the industry being a faller and uh, worked several years as a faller my secondary job was training horses so I always had my own horses and client horses in Um, and then about uh, I think it was seven years ago um, I started taking, you know, some more horsemanship clinics and things like that, and my clientele was starting to build in reputation. Um, so I quit uh, falling and just went full-time uh, training horses, doing clinics and and or lessons. Um, and I think 2010, um, I had taken some clinics from Doug Mills and studied with lots of different horsemen Mm -hmm. and um, I was really intrigued because I would come over here to the main event and watch some of the trainers here and was really intrigued in the trainers challenge so he had he had got me introduced to some people in Fort St. John and and um, said that I I was capable and so my first trainers challenge was in 2010. Ah okay so this one is not your first. (laughs) No this is my eighth challenge now and uh, I've won trainer of the north challenge in smithers um three years in a row from i believe it was 2014 15 and then there was a gap or sorry 2013 three years three years right <laughs> and, around that time and, and then yeah. was invited i approached ron here at mm-hmm. the uh, main event and oh, said to good. get some videos and footage and I, I knew i would like to come and compete at a main event and good. and then my clientele you know um 
emailed and recommended me and things like that. So eventually they couldn't ignore it and they invited me for the first time here last year. Yeah. Uh, we were competing on a different pen of horses, a Douglas Lake uh, horses. Um, right. And uh, I showed pretty well. I had uh, a little tougher horse and um, lo and behold, I was invited back this year again. So Great. a little different, uh, a little different ranch. Uh, they changed up the horses this year. Yeah. Um, the Rock Rocking, and, Heart Rocking Heart Ranch. Oh, mm, yes. From Alberta. What, what's the difference in the horses like? Um, I, th- I think overall that uh, Rocking Heart, they have a pretty good program. Um, their horses are probably handled a little bit more. Um, they, they still are out on the ranch, but they had been brought up and handled um, some. Um, Douglas Lake, they have some pretty gritty horses. You know, they, they breed horses there for for bona fide ranch work, you yeah. know. And, They're out um, on the range. They are, um, they, so they are a little more wild. Um, they did it, do a pretty good job of, you know, prepping them a little bit and mm-hmm. to where they can get them in the trailer and hauled here and yeah. handled, but very little. Um, right. I feel these horses here uh, have been handled a little bit more. We have a meeting always before it starts, so... We got to talk to um, Mel, uh, the owner, and uh, she gave us some history on the horses. So uh, the other two competitors' horses um, had been handled a little bit more than mine. They had purchased uh, my horse this spring, so um, he hadn't been handled a lot. But I like uh, if I, it's a draw here. It's the way it works. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I had to pick, um, he was actually the horse that I would have chosen to pick. I really like him. And it's turned out uh, pretty good, and I try to take something away from every challenge and and that is a little similar format to what I'm used to competing at but as some of the challenges they post your scores after every round pen session okay. so it gives you a little insight of what the judges yeah. are seeing and you might be able to tweak some things whereas I was last year here they don't show you any of the scores until the competition is completely done oh, okay. and the judges have left the building so <laughs> which is fair those guys do a, a, an amazing job and yes. they spend a lot of hours yes. uh, watching horsemanship and, right. and starting the Colts so right. So, uh, how do you feel you're doing with uh, with your well? Horse? Well, again, I don't know. It's um, it's it's hard to say, but I I feel personally that I, I'm I'm being a little bit more focused um, on the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other challenges hasn't been as big of a crowd, and so last year that was maybe a little bit distracting to me. There's mm-hmm. so many variables you have to talk and explain your program. Um, and well, I missed I missed the last session. How did the last session go? Maybe you could talk to us a little bit. About the last that. session, and we, that's number three, four this, out of five. Four this five. is the fourth session. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, we've come a long ways. My horse did have um, he had a little bit of tightness in his cinch, so um, I did not ride him the first session, but we did get saddled, and I chose not to ride him. I think he was probably prepared to, but mm-hmm. there's quite a few. There's five sessions on them before the finals, yeah. which they're shorter sessions. So that's another thing too, a 45-minute session. Some of the other challenges are an hour, hour sessions, you know. Mm-hmm. I believe this is good for the two-year-olds, you know, not um, putting so too much time on them two, at once. They're not three. They're two-year-olds, oh yeah. Oh, my, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah, I feel we're moving along pretty good, and I really, really tried to keep my composure and stay focused on the horses, um, probably talking 
talking helps you breathe and stay calm and everything else but I found that I was maybe talking a little bit too much last year and missing some things mm-hmm. um, whereas this year I, I, I still explained what I was doing but I felt that my timing was a little bit better and um, I, I feel this last session went well um, he did offer to um, buck when I was mounting uh, from the ground and dismounting he was really good at coming up to the fence so the first ride I had on him I had him uh, mother up to the fence or mm-hmm. uh, do a fence mount and yeah. he accepted me sitting yeah. on him and riding him off really easily I was like trying that. to remember if it was you that had the difficulty with him he's fine mm-hmm. when you mount him from the fence but yeah. he's not too keen so we, so we worked specifically or well not specifically we worked in a lot of areas today or a fair amount of areas um, instead of just one rein I had two reins tied off so working on a little more steering and that but we did successfully and I did get him mounted from the ground several times today and mm-hmm. and he was um, pretty accepting of that and, and, and didn't buck so mm-hmm. he's a very bold colt uh, he was really good at the obstacles um, yeah. and um, so I, I feel that you know we're, we're at a pretty good place uh, the other colts I think they're going to show pretty well too. The uh, Evan Bonner and um, Jason Irwin are both great horsemen, and they're doing an amazing job too. So I'm excited to see what tomorrow will bring. Right. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a showdown. It might be what you might call a knife fight in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> well, that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. A faller. What's a faller? Um, a faller. So I worked in the logging industry. That's uh, what I assumed. BC. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a faller is um, somebody that falls the trees right. um, on a on a side hill. Uh, well, not just a side hill, but most of the work I did was falling old growth timber mm-hmm. um, towards the later part of my career. Uh, doing a lot more heli logging uh, or falling, so wow. quite uh, steep ground, uh, very mentally and physically demanding job, yes. and and um, I, w- I was really lucky I didn't didn't have any major injuries, um, but it's very very dangerous work, and, and um, so I felt really from the time I started when I was 16, and then through my high school and college years, I worked off and on in the summers, yep. but was basically 27 years as a faller and and, um you know still in pretty good shape so i I thought i'd hang up my cork boots and (laughs) and, uh my and horses are large animals too but uh, probably a little bit safer than the work i was doing no kidding yeah and um so yeah i really enjoy it and I, i said in my session today i asked the audience you know it's how many people are here that make their living with horses and and um, you know there was several people in the crowd, and obviously the judges—that's what they do—and yeah. and that. And, and there's that saying, you know, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. So, and I, I talked about that a little bit. So I'm pretty blessed, and, and uh, I feel pretty good about my life. All right. Well, uh, let's go to another. Uh, I think transition uh, from horses. Um, you do some acting. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Uh, yes, uh, stunt doubling. Um, okay. Is it, is it horse? Is it on it's, horse? It's all horse related. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So the the, the stunt. Uh the stunt group I am you know in the union and everything else but um, you know it's more specific with the horses for me Um, so I have it I've done some uh, some 
not relatively ranked stunts, but I did um, do one in a show, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. It's a series, uh, it's about a time travel, chasing a bad guy through time, and they went back to the year 1860. Okay. And um, I uh, stunt doubled uh, one of the lead actors in that That's and cool. tackled an outlaw. Yeah. Jonathan Field also does some. Yes. Uh, do you ever work with him? I haven't yet. We've always kind of been, but work for the same man, Danny Virtue. Right. Um, he supplies a lot of horses in the, in the movie industry. So That's really cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So. You know what? I'm just going to ask one more question sure. because it's on my mind. I find there must be challenges having a horse uh, interest on Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. So what are the challenges of that? Well, I don't I think the the challenges of having horse interest or being able to make a living is that what you're you know a livelihood yeah, but just you know like i mean what do you do because you have to use ferries to go back and forth and so yes. how do you make it work yeah well as i'm getting bigger i i am being able to you know there's there's some horses uh or people around bc that are willing to haul their horses there or or have me come and pick them up uh, sometimes i go to competitions uh, we have a fair size trailer so i haul them back to my place and, and work on them there most of the horses i train or are from vancouver island so there there are a lot of horses but again a lot of different disciplines so it, it keeps keeps me fresh and not working on just any one specific uh, type of horse so yeah well, that's good well uh so it sounds like you're all set for the finals you know what you're doing and um i'm gonna wish you the best of luck in that and i want to thank you so much for this interview before i let you go though how can people find out more about severin peterson severin peterson uh three r's training uh we have a facebook page three r's training three. And, and it's like rrr or three uh, three like the number three, three. numeral three yeah rs three training r's. Three hours training. Yeah. Okay, on Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview. You're welcome. Thank you. What do you think, Diana? <laughs> what does three R's stand for? Oh, reward the right response. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> I should have asked him more about his training plan and that sort of thing and his philosophy for training. And and you would have done that. Oh, see? that's okay. Mm-hmm. But but there are so many inter- other interesting things about him. I can really believe that felling trees is a dangerous job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for that matter, so is stunt riding and, well, rodeoing. Right. So I, I think this man is an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> I just thought his life story was fascinating. Mm-hmm. So remember I said I might not recognize him the next time I see him? And Yeah, yeah how come? Uh, well, you know, because that's because he was sporting a full beard for his stunt job. Apparently he never has a beard. <laughs> okay, remember? that's that's like Jonathan Field. Exactly. Yeah. What show was he going for when we well, interviewed Well, he, he wouldn't tell us when we were interviewing oh. him, I don't think, but it was Planet... It, um, one of the Planet of the Apes, the most recent Planet oh, of the Apes funny. one. Okay. He was a stuntman. Stunt, he was uh, a lookout. He was a... I don't know, anyway. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what he's doing it for. <laughs> well, I guess that brings us uh, to letting people know about our Facebook page, those of um, the listeners who haven't heard about it before. Yeah. Stop by our page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and click on the like button and you'll hear your name when we welcome you at this spot in our next episode. Right. Uh, you know, a little tip about this. If you click on the three dots to the right of the like button, it'll give you an option to follow the page and then you'll be notified of any posts we make. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. And please remember this. Tell five 
friends about our Facebook page. When you do, you're helping others learn more about horses. And we love to help educate people about the many aspects of horses and other equines. Right. We love it when you share what you find on our wall and in our podcast episodes with others. If we want positive impact for horses in our world, it takes all of us to help ourselves and others learn more about horses. So let us know what you thought of this episode and what else you would like to hear. Do you have an opinion on a horsey topic or is there one you would like us to cover? Talk to us. Don't be shy. Go to www.facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and leave us a message on the page. So, Diana, this brings us to our next episode. Mm. Mm. I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks. Um, I need a break. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think the next episode is most likely to be uh, the third week of December. What are you doing? Are you going to be busy in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> well, I, I, I think that there's a lot of work to be done around... Yeah, around the center. The the community center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's going to keep you busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we have some great interviews and episodes ahead of us, so stay tuned. And I hope all your holiday preparations are going to be just (laughs) tickety-boo. Anyway, make sure to uh, check the Facebook page because we enjoy doing live videos and you never know what we might surprise you with. And please find a non-horse person you think might enjoy knowing more about horses and engage them in conversation. Mm -hmm. Let them know about everything we do. It would be great to have them join us on Facebook and as a podcast listener. And one last message. A heartfelt thank you to all our patrons for their support. So until our next episode, bye from Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar. And give your horses big hugs for us.